Today, we're talking about the differences between Christian and secular universities. Listen in on Young Ones Plus. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. This is the Young Ones Plus podcast. And the goal of this podcast is to really talk about topics that young people are dealing with on a daily basis. Today, our topic is the differences between Christian and secular universities. I'm here with Kev Penlilio today. And Kev, before we get into the topic, let's just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hey, um, my name is Kevin, and I'm the creative lead for Castle, and am... The creative lead as well for the TV show Young Ones. Yeah, and my name's Matt, and I'm a university student just trying to go through university and figure life out right now. Mm. And I feel like a lot of young adults struggle with making decisions and figuring out how to really navigate some really difficult choices that they have to make in university. Mm. I think, dude, like university is that place where you're literally given a million options. That's why you really need faith at that time. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, well, it's... Really, it's people's first chance at real freedom in a right. sense, right? I mean, everybody lives under their parents' roofs yeah, until grade 12 for the most part, and then you're off on your yeah. own. Yeah, you're right. It's an opportunity where you're given the world and you have them to decide, right? So Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. So I had the opportunity to go, or I have the opportunity to go to a Christian university. Right you're still now. in school right now? Yes, I am. Nice. Yeah. So I'm in my third year. Nice. And from what I understand, you went to a public university, correct? Yeah, not just secular, normal university. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of differences, but today on this program, we're going to be discussing the differences between a Christian and secular university. Okay. Nice. So I guess we'll start off with Frost Week, right? That's the first big thing that comes yeah. into, uh, or that, that people experience when they get into university. It's the first big bang, in yeah. a sense. And what was your experience with Frost Week? Dude, huh. it, it's not as extensive as normal universities like U of T or Ryerson or, or, you know, so for us, it's very niche because it's OCAD University. It's an art school. So people are very expressive and all, also counterculture. So we, so we have our own way of doing that. This is back in like n- nine years ago now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So things were were. were at the time very weird almost that our frosh week was not as crazy like with alcohol or we going out as you guys as not you guys but like as other universities are but we were very high so yeah not yeah. good no that's it's interesting that that was your experience and the changes i guess in six years because i'm in my third year at university so yeah uh three years ago mm-hmm. when i had my frosh week it it was a little bit different. It was more like a frosh weekend. Right, uh, yeah. 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 So what they did is they, the school I went to, they planned events for the weekend. Okay. And they had a bunch of different events planned, but they were all on campus. It was kind of like everybody was in their dorms that they mm-hmm. were with for the year and different colors and right. a big party that way, but no drinking, no drugs. Okay, I have a question for you, and this might be not to what you planned. Yeah, shoot. But like, how strict is your school when it comes to alcohol or allowing kids to go out or party or like how is how are people's specific cravings they're like their own flesh how, like how do they control that within the school 
yeah, that's crazy that you asked that question. Uh, because like people are gonna be want like not everyone's gonna be like hundred percent on top of their faith game. Yeah. No. So how do people or the school kind of like deal with that? Yeah. So really, the school can only control to a certain degree. Okay. And I'll get in that by explaining. There's a covenant that everybody signs at the start of the year. And oh. Technically, it says like no drinking on campus. We're not gonna do drugs. We're not gonna have sex. Wait, so is this all like Christian universities in North America? Because Biola, I know, does that too, like in yeah. young ones. Yeah, I, there's a bunch of universities that do that. Okay. But it's huh. a matter of how strict they are to it. So I can tell you right now from my dorm experiences on campus, there's yeah. drinking and drugs that are on campus. Wow. And sex that happens on campus. Like it's it's kind of wow. ridiculous. Like. And I mean, that's not in every dorm, right? So in right. a Christian university, it's probably a smaller population of the people that are involved in that, but it's still present there. Like, I, was, so, I was shocked. Yeah, so he, here's the thing. I have never thought of me having the desire to go to Christian university. So how do people still go to a Christian university when they're going to end up attending, like living their lives as if they're just in a regular, secular, lead-driven university? Yeah, so there's a couple different reasons that really lead to people going to a Christian university. Right. Uh, one is parents can kind of force you to go. Wow. And so some kids, it seems like parents huh. force them to go. They, The parents pay for them to go, and they think it's going to be a great education. It's like a range marriage, but like education-wise. <laughs> range marriage, yeah. They, right. go, they go to get their MRS degree, say. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people say that, like, if you don't have a girlfriend by your fourth year, you're hopeless in life. So, so it's kind of similar to the ring by spring thing in Young Ones. Exactly, ring by Dude, spring. Dude, that is... How, okay, I, I don't want to judge because I feel like a, a lot of our viewers, might, like li- listeners might be Christians who yeah. love the culture in universities, yeah. in Christian universities. But w- why does it seem so oppressive? Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. So again, it's it's a smaller population. Like there's definitely a certain group of Christians okay. on campus that right. are like really committed to following Christ and yeah. uh, are, are, being, are there for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. But there's a sense where you have those Christians there. Right. And then you have the sports teams. Yeah. And not everybody on the sports teams is all like drinking, party, drugs, sex. Yeah. They're not okay. all like that. But right, there's yeah. there's a lot of people who are like that. Mm-hmm. So I play soccer for the school. And when I got in my first year, I got in, a, in the athletics scene. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was sweet. I love being involved in athletics. What sport do you play? I play soccer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of parties you get invited to then. No, I bet. And <laughs> all the parties happen off campus. So Dude, everybody... I didn't even play soccer. I played foosball tables. <laughs> foosball. And I get invited to parties. So if <laughs> yeah. you're a soccer player, you're going to be the king of the parties. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we weren't the kings. It was more like the volleyball and basketball guys were the kings of the parties. So you guys were like the moat cleaners like for the <laughs> castle. Like, yeah. Was yeah. Like... It, was, it was crazy, though. So we got invited to these parties, and everybody's just getting smashed, man, all the time. It mm-hmm. just seems like the norm. Yeah. And everybody's doing this, and you're not cool if you're not doing that. Wow. I, right? I'm so surprised that at a university-level mindset, these are adults. You guys are adults. Someone can still decide to go to a Christian university and tell someone that they're not cool if they don't do these things. Yeah, I mean... That surprises me so much. For I don't know why. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy, though. Like, when, when I look back at it, and I mean, I'm still immature at times, but right. you're coming out of grade 12, and it's your first chance at freedom. Yeah. So some people are just taking advantage of that and just going ham with it and it's funny dude maybe 
it just goes to show that they view freedom very differently from how I view freedom. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's nuts, man. Right. But again, that that's only a certain group of people. Right. Not of course. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, there's a smaller percentage involved in that than there is in secular, yeah. secular universities for sure. But that's that's part of the university that I experienced just being in that environment. Right. Uh, being around the people that I hung out with in the first couple of years of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been nuts, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where uh, it's an unwritten code where you hear no evil, speak no evil, uh, say no evil. Right. So, but it's along those lines. So, I mean, I remember knowing people who are having sex on campus. Wow. We're keeping beers in the fridge on campus. And if they found out, they could have gotten in trouble for it. Right. Uh, just other things like that happening where you you didn't say anything. It was yeah. just kind of keep it on the DL because mm. you didn't want to get your friends in trouble. And eventually, if you ever wanted to do something, you wanted to have somebody have your back, right? Yeah. So it was kind of this unwritten code. And so it became like some sort of like like an agreement. Yeah. Like, yeah. like an agreement of, of of sorts, okay, wow. Yeah, so... See what I mean when I say, like, there's this oppressive spirit kind of looming around a Christian school? Yeah. Of, like, manipulating people's flaws and their and their imperfections to control each other, like, to... There's that weird thing to it, you know? Yeah, at Christian universities, people don't just read their Bible every day mm-hmm. and go to church every Sunday. Actually, interesting fact, I'm pretty sure less than 50% of the people at university went to church every Sunday. Probably. Yeah, it was it was a crazy amount of people that didn't go to church. Like it was it was. Nuts. Oh, wait, I you said it. that didn't go to. Oh, church. that didn't go to church. Yeah, like okay. there was there was a huge number that. Didn't. Man, see, here's the thing. My mentality is, if someone is full of wisdom enough to want to go to a Christian university, then their mentality would be that it it's not about going to church. It's about being the church. There's a big difference. Like you ex- yeah. expect, right? Like oh. Because I know a lot of mature Christians who are not even in Christian universities. So for people to be in Christian universities, their faith level must be kind of different, right? I, just, I would it's argue so, it's not, though. Yeah? I would argue it's not. So well, clearly it is not. There's different There's different Christians that go there for different reasons. Yes. Right? So you did mention that, yeah. Yeah, so some of them go because their parents forced them. Some of them go because their parents went in the past and oh, they think wow. they should be going. Okay. Some of them believe that they should just be going to Christian universities. Right. Uh, but yeah, like it's... There's so many different reasons why people go to Christian universities. Can I ask you something right now? Yeah, definitely. What is your reason for going to a Christian university? Yeah, so my reason for going to a Christian university was the ethics behind oh, wow. Christian university. So while, while the community might not be stellar in certain areas, okay. so again, I, I want to make sure that I'm clarifying this is my own, my own views right. of or what I experienced at the school. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, there's a different group of Christians that... Or You're not speaking on their that, behalf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I was there for the right reasons, but got involved with the wrong people. Wow. So yeah. I was there for the Christian ethics. Mm-hmm. So I went through a situation, or I saw a situation with my grandfather's business. Okay. There was an ethics sta- scandal going on at the time where he wasn't willing to basically screw his customers over, but a business that was selling him a product tried to screw him over. Yeah. And because of his faith and his values and morals, he wasn't willing to do that. Yeah. And I saw that as, okay, at public university, they're not going to teach me about proper ethics or morals. Yeah. So I went to a Christian university because of that. Because of that. Wow. So you're very actually morally driven, like yeah. literally. Wow. Absolutely. I just fell off my rocker while in mm-hmm. university for the first year and a half. Yeah. Wow. 
So that's that's the original reason for why I went. And yeah. fortunately, since then, uh, God got a hold of me and has brought me back to Him. And I've grown so mm. much since then and have made some great friends. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's certain parts of Christian universities that aren't different. Uh, one part that is different, though, going back to the ethics point, mm-hmm. is the classes and the profs. Okay. I think. And I'll ask you a question about your profs after. Yeah. But my experience is they were smaller classes, mm-hmm. something that you get with a private Christian university. Yeah. Uh, so most of my second and third year classes were 20 or 30 people, sometimes mm-hmm. lower than 20. Right. And you really get to connect with the profs. I have a personal relationship with each one of my business profs. Nice. Which is the program I'm studying. Yeah. And just the relationship that I have had the opportunity to build with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the community that we've developed within our classes too has been amazing. Yeah, man. And the Christian ethics and the, uh, the values and principles come out and the christian viewpoints as well is mm. astounding so yeah the the business profs in particular i can't speak on behalf of other other profs but i'm sure they're like this as well yeah but in the classes that i've been in mm-hmm. the profs have been amazing at incorporating a christian faith background into the principles that are being taught that's great man and i've learned a lot through them and i've had opportunities at that school yeah. at university that i attend yeah that other people wouldn't have so i had the opportunity to attend an event in washington dc on scholarship from wow. the university that i went to huh. uh, which was awesome and yeah just a couple other things like that too but wow. just things like that where small universities you get a bit of a different experience i i guess my question for you is at public universities like what are the classes like what are the profs like did did you know any of your profs uh, by name or were you kind of just a number at university? So here's the thing. I feel like I'm so glad that I get to answer this the way I'm going to answer it. The answer is I, I've had a similar experience like you did. So the way OCAD is specifically set up, it's not just like typical universities where big classes, you know, if, like for us, since it's, it's an art school, it's a, it's a media school. So we have one or two lectures per semester, but the rest of the classes are actually studio classes. We call them studios where it's, kind of like yours, 20, 30 people tops, but it's a very tight-knit class because that's where we get to have relationships and feed off of each other's knowledge and wisdom of the creative arts. The prof has like, spends like 20, 30, 40 minutes one-on-one weekly to students, and it's pretty fun. So definitely no Christian standards or like morals because there's like smoking and, you know, my prof would even bring beer. So like it's like ethically, morally not Christian, but we do have that relationship to because of the way OCAD is as a school. And I guess that's that's probably a really big uh, difference to make there, the, the community life and yeah. then the school life itself, yeah. or the classes. Right. And again, going back to Christian universities, I really feel like the difference is in the classes. Right. Uh, the community, yeah, you can only c- control the community so much, right? Actually, and you can control the community so much. You can because that's what the community is about, about what people give, right? I, I would argue, though, you can't control it completely. Okay. And the reason is Redeemer tries to make it a spot where, like, faith is encouraged and, and, and shown on a daily basis. Okay. But there's people who aren't willing to accept that and want to live a different way, right? And uh, you can't really control that of aspect course. of it. I see. So, again, there's that group of people who are really interested in that and mm-hmm. that group of people who aren't interested in Are not, in that. yeah. Right, and as soon as you have people living off campus within a three minutes walk, and they want to host a party, and anybody who wants to drink on campus can't, so they go off campus to drink. Of course, yeah. 
I mean, you're going to have a culture that's developed off campus. Yeah. So are you saying then that most of the population of people who don't practice like the righteous ways in school are forced to be there then? Or some of them still want to be there but want to have secular pleasures in life? That's a good question, man. And honestly, I, do, I can't answer that question because right. everybody's there for their own reason, what, with, for whatever they say, right? Like mm-hmm. some people are there specifically for sports or some people are there specifically for a certain program that Redeemer offers, mm-hmm. right? And so different people go for different reasons. Right. But ultimately, what I find interesting is the majority of people there call themselves Christians. Yeah. And I really question how many people there are actually Christians. True. And it's not a matter of how many people open up their Bible every day because that doesn't make you a Christian or mm-hmm. how many people are talking about Jesus or, or going to church on a Sunday. That doesn't make you a Christian. Right. It's how you live your life day to day, right? And oh, if yeah, man. the Lord is the Lord of your life, then you should be living for him and honoring him uh, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of people who don't do that. So right. it's not it's not my right or, or my responsibility at not, all to, yeah. to judge them and be like, oh, you're a Christian or oh, you're not. Yeah. But there's definitely a difference in some ways that people live their lives. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you're right. It's not it's not someone's label or someone's name or someone's uh, description that really d- describes who they are. It's, it's their fruits as far as your faith goes. And that's the best way to gauge or see or love on someone when you can bear fruits. It depends on the results of your life, right? So if students in, in a lot of Christian universities cannot do that, then man, because they're literally the people that people look up to. Like they go to Christian schools. They're like the epitome of what a good Christian student is, right? Oh, yeah. Image-wise. And what's crazy is the people that come in in the first year, Yeah, they look up to the third and fourth years. Because they're the ones that have been there, right? And right. You, you look up to them. It's kind of like in high school. The grade nines look up to, up to the grade 12s. Yeah. Right? So in a sense, they can kind of develop the culture at university. Okay. Then I, I have a question for you. In OCAD, when I was there, in my fourth year, there was this like Christian coalition, whatever, that, like a group of people who are encouraging a lot of Christians to band together to finish the year strong, whatever that is, right? I have a question for your school. Sure. Since there's quite a bit of a population that doesn't practice, who are not Christians, let's, let's just say, is there a group of people who are fighting to actually keep everyone accountable in school, like for purity, for for sexual purity, for 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 their body purity, for the health purity, you know, alcoholic, whatever that is? Is there someone keeping them accountable the way there's a rogue group in OCAD who's holding Christians accountable to band together? Is there someone in your school as a Christian to actually? Like yourself, someone who would actually be like, guys, come on. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you bring that up. Both guys and girls have a different group on campus. Okay. Uh, it's a Bible study group. Mm. And they meet once a month. And their goal is to try to bring them together. Yeah. And really have them just study God's word or hear yeah. testimonies from other people. Mm-hmm. And the goal of that is to draw them closer to God in the process. Yeah. I, in a sense, I guess that can work. And I want to speak very carefully on this. Please do. Yeah. But then again, there's people who call themselves Christians and aren't living a life for the Lord. Right. So, as, yeah. and they're blind by that. So some people are Sunday Christians, man. Like I can't tell you the amount of people that go out partying on a Saturday night mm-hmm. and show up to church hungover the next day. Wow. Okay. So, so for me, like they have these two groups and again, there's some people that 
they're there for them and their goal is to bring them closer to the Lord. So in mm-hmm. a sense, yeah, there is that group of people. Yeah. And then there's other people that are there just that that call themselves Christians that are just just there to do whatever. Yeah. So in a sense, to answer your question, I guess there's not like one group in particular that is made up of strong Christians that is meant to that is there to fight yeah. against other people. Or, but they have those Bible study groups there for people to join. Great. David Platt said something really interesting. David's flat? Conference. What? David's flat. No, David Platt. Who's that? Sorry. This this famous preacher from the States. Oh, wow. American. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So lots of lots of Christians know about this guy. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not a you're Christian. you're not Christian enough. I'm not a Christian. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm totally kidding. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> David Platt, yeah, great guy. Nice. Uh, I heard him at this conference that I went to this past December. Yeah. And he made this really interesting comment uh, to the group of people that was there. And he said, my one biggest regret in university was not being rooted in a local church. Right. Wow. And I found that so interesting. Yeah. Because there's so much truth to that, right? Because even the comment you just said, the people who say they're Christians Mm -hmm. aren't living their lives as Christians half the time on campus. Yeah. Uh, the, the people that those groups on campus right but if you can find a church outside and no church is perfect right yeah like there's not one church that's perfect but if you can get involved in a church that's firmly rooted in the gospel mm-hmm. outside of campus yeah you have so much more chances to grow your faith I oh find. definitely definitely and and you have a support group there of, of people who are older who are mentors yep who they're at a different stage in life for you so they can help you out. And, and, Dude, and the, it's just a different spot on Sunday mornings yeah. or, or whenever you go during the week. Yeah. If you're involved in a small group or a young adults group or anything Small else groups there. are important. Yeah. yeah, they're huge. But it's it's accountability. It's a spot to grow your faith different than on campus. Mm-hmm. And there's different people there that can support you as well. Yeah. So there, there's so many benefits to being involved in the local church off campus. But you're Agreed. right. I, I find it baffling how many people on campus are not living for the Lord. And there's stats saying when people leave youth group Mm -hmm. or when people leave high school, something like 70% of Christians fall away from their faith when they enter university. Wow. And that's just, that's, that's a baffling stat to me. Yep. It is. And I wonder where is the church going wrong? But I, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, where is it? Where is the church going wrong? I think that's a different discussion though. But if, if we go back to, Christian and secular universities. I I think maybe just to wrap this up. Yeah, th- there are differences. Yeah. Uh, there, there's some similarities, but I, I guess for me, the overall difference comes in how the program or how the class is taught and w- what yeah. perspective it's taught from. It, and it also depends on what community you let yourself get involved into. I think that th- that's a problem because why are there different communities within? I mean, as far as lifestyle is right, it, it, yeah. it's supposed to be the Christ Jesus lifestyle. But how come people are still creating like subcultures that is opposing of like the main principles of the school you're attending and paying for right now? Yeah, and I just want to make sure that people who are listening to this program, I am like there are so many great things about Christian schools that I love, like the I'm, opportunities I've had. Yeah. And the classes, the profs, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But my experience in first year was probably a little bit different than a bunch of other people have experienced. Right. I'm just saying that 
there's some things on campus that, that still happen at secular and Christian universities. Yeah. It's just a matter of where you decide to plug yourself in. And yeah. my first year and a half of university, I decided to plug myself in, in the wrong spot. Yeah. Uh, I, I find that interesting that you ha- you really have a choice. And yeah, it, it's ultimately down to the individual, how they decide to live their lives and making the, the right f- friend groups yeah. and friends. If you say you're a Christian, there's people that are going to be watching your lifestyle and really questioning what you're doing if if you're doing all this too so yeah not only are you hurting yourself but you're hurting others oh big as well, time right yeah in the process so yeah just really consider that it's it's something really interesting to really sit and think about but. yeah all right i just want to thank the viewers and thanks for listening to our first podcast yeah keep listening stay tuned we're gonna have some great content in the coming weeks and months that we really think you're going to love. Anyhow, thanks again for listening, and we hope you guys have an awesome day.